0: Kind of like the Estevez crew. It's like there's Emilio and then there's Joe. I'm waiting for the crickets to calm down. They're all applauding. That's a life decision that I really regret. You got to talk to animals and your dead parents. It's a Disney movie. <laughs> Donald Sutherland's ass, if I remember correctly. And why do I remember that? Sorry, Bernard. I love you. Please narrate my funeral. <sighs> ah, the shit I watch. Okay. Movie Rabid, drug-infested satanic hippies, wisecracking killer snowmen, alien vampires in search of naked teenage flesh and blood, tainted meat pies, the princess and the frog, all this and much, much more on this week's Movie Freaks of the Future. (laughs) I'm Eugene (laughs) Weaver.
1: I'm Eric Marner.
0: (laughs) Uh, Proud contributor
1: to that madness.
0: I'll wait for the reviews tonight.
1: <laughs> oh, no, it's going to be that's, good. That's a
0: precursor of things to come. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and if it would be on my end and I was doing the exact same intro, it would be interesting facts, things that actually happened, documentaries, 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 <laughs> all in German. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. <sighs> okay. How we how we doing tonight? Oh, good. Good, gearing gearing up for another nice long hour and a half uh, Mm -hmm. round of uh, movie talk with tonight's special guest, Clontarf 1040 Irish Whiskey of (laughs) the Future. Wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 back up. Let's let's get that title once
0: more from Futurama, (laughs) Clontarf, cousin (laughs) height. I was gonna make reference to uh, army of darkness like it was in clatu- oh, yeah. <laughs> neptu clontarf clontarf <laughs> yes, yep, it's gently aged, so it's um that yes. does that mean they
1: sloshed it around a barrel once and I then think threw so it out because it okay.
0: it burns it
1: real good i had uh <laughs> I had a beer earlier this afternoon and then a cup of coffee that was way entirely too strong. And now this blah, 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 Ivor House is getting me hopefully back on track because I'm like, yeah. let's go talk movies. How's it going? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the Ivor House is your, that's your, your cool down.
1: Mm. Yep. That's where I'm at now. It yeah. is, it is mighty, mighty tasty this
0: evening. Yep. Good.
1: Ugh. Good. Otherwise kids mm-hmm. good. Oh yeah. Anyways. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, they went to bed awful and ate terrible, but guess what? They're asleep. Another another <laughs> another normal day, you mean. Mm-hmm. Literally another normal day in the life of a father.
1: Well, oh, I made a wonderful gourmet meal last night, so tonight I was like, nope, screw you. Cardboard pizza. Eat it. Shut up. And they did, happily, of course, as kids do. If it's yep. garbage, they'll shovel it right down their hole like nothing. If yeah. It's,
0: yeah. My wife and I actually had that conversation. It's like the the more unhealthy the food even if it's you know hot dogs and french fries they'll shovel that down but boy you take time to prepare a big meal and it's eh. Yeah, good. I don't
1: like it. I don't like this beautiful Alaskan baked pollock that you made for me last night over a bed of white rice. Ah, you, oh, you oh, were yeah. so good. It was uh, so damn good. Cardboard with burnt cheese. <laughs> Nine, 99 cent pizza with my, probably meat maybe on it. I don't, <laughs> I couldn't shovel it down the face fast enough. Yep. I, actually, they went to bed pretty good tonight. So, uh,
0: yeah,
1: yeah fingers crossed. I, I, yeah. Anyway. Um, are you ready to move on to nice. the show?
0: Yes, let's... Here we go. Big right. big show tonight, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, let's go to the roulette, where we dive into the ocean of free and legal media on the interwebs in search of those gems in the rough. And last episode, it was last passenger up against level up. Oh, hold on a sec. Let me see who's... Oh, it's my turn to go first. Have I rifle through my desk so I can... Yep. Because I'll forget in five minutes. <laughs> okay. Me first. Last passenger. A weary single dad boards a train from London with his son and is forced to take a dramatic action... Oh, take... Take dramatic action when a madman seizes control of the speeding train. Starring Dew Gray Scott. Are you familiar with this actor?
0: Um, I have a feeling once you say what he's in, I will probably know who he is. He was the bad guy in Mission Impossible 2. Oh, yep. Okay, got it. I really like this guy. Even if that movie
1: was, eh. Everything that I've seen him in, I'm like, hey, it's him. Cool. I like him. Yep. So automatically I was like, kind of, oh, it's him. Yay. Okay, what are we doing here with this speeding train or whatever? Uh, For the first third of the movie was kind of the first act was was uh setting the stage setting up characters um i'm not gonna say it was slow but it was not the fastest paced i was enjoying everything that was going on him with he's a single dad with his kid going somewhere vagary number one um they meets this single woman on a train and you know, these relationships just kind of spark. Oh, there's the asshole in the back of the train who's causing problems, who wants to smoke, and he's oh. Russian or something, so he's suspicious. And then there's this uptight British guy, I don't know what he's up to. You know, you start developing these things in the back of your head, like, okay, it's a runaway train thing, or a evil heisty train thing. Who's the bad guy? And then in the second act, uh, the story arc really develops, and they realize they're in trouble. They can't get a hold of the conductor or the only thing he asked them was how many people are on the train. That was it. They were down to seven people at this point on the whole passenger train. And the thing was going well over 60 miles an hour. They went back to the rear conductor car and were trying to like stop it or something. Okay. And yeah, they couldn't do it. So they're trying to figure out what's going on. Can't get a hold of anybody. The cops are driving along beside the train. And then we move into the third act, where I'm like, where is this going? I'm into it. By the second act, I was like, I'm into this. This is cool. Had some cool little action-y kind of set pieces as far as hitting a car, running through lights that are not supposed to, and, and doing more damage uh to outside people and vehicles and what what have you. And then here's where I can't really tell you anymore. I don't want to tell you anything more about the rest of the movie. I am giving this movie an easily a thumbs up. Nice. I definitely liked it. I definitely think you should check it out. I think, uh I think Johnny would like it too. Okay. Or at least worth worth a shot. This is not a, this isn't a hard R rated movie. There's a little bit of language here and there, but I really liked the way they handled. <laughs> um Hmm. How do I say this? I like the way they handled the arc of the movie. I like the way they handled the villain and, uh, the way mm-hmm. they developed some of the characters, I, it, it all went against cliché and against expectation. Oh, good. For me, anyway. Like, you know me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm always trying to pick out, oh, who is it? Who's the secret bad guy or whatever? And uh, I, I really like the way that they handled everything when it was all said
0: and done. Nice. Did, uh, did it feel low budget, but they, you know, they stretched their budget to the limit? Or was this a fairly reasonably budgeted movie?
1: I would say that it felt like they stretched their low budget to the maximum, and you could tell that it was low budget in that when they were doing, like it was hitting the car and everything, it was real quick, and it was at night, and you could tell there was some CGI in there, but at the same time, you're like, that worked for me. Yeah. This was obviously a low budget kind of affair, but everything they did was very smart, and it never bothered me once, not once, did it bother me. Gotcha. They also do some things like you're kind of contained with these people along the way. There, There's no outside information coming in. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what the people on the outside are doing to help you. And you just got to kind of figure it out along the way, which is was really cool. I really like that. It wasn't like they were spoon feeding. Oh, I got my radio or my portable TV, and now I'm communicating with somebody on the outside. And, you know, it was just you're along for the
0: ride. Cool. So... Uh, well, I, again, I know we're going to get into the best and worst of roulettes, but would that fall in the upper ranks? I don't know that I'd go full gem in the rough on this one or anything like that.
1: And I'd really have to look at the list to say where it falls, but I would put it this way. If I saw this on Blu-ray for $5, I would buy it.
0: Nice. All right.
1: Absolutely. This is one that I could definitely see myself watching again. I liked all the characters involved, even the kid. Okay. So no, no problems there.
0: Did you happen by any chance, um, to watch the movie, a movie called Night Train from 2009, uh, uh starring Lily, sub, uh, sub- Yeah, Steve Zahn and Danny Glover. I have not. Uh, I have that on Blu ray and that was, uh, I've watched it several times and it's low budget, but it's very Twilight Zony and kind of cool and it's, it, I'm sure it's a different scenario than what you're talking here, but it's a self-contained movie. And it, for what it was, it worked really, really well. I need to watch that movie again. It's been years since I saw it, but I remember really liking it. That kind of reminded me of what you're talking about here is several shady people on a train. Where is it going? What's going on? Um,
1: I oh, And I so bad I want to talk to you about that stuff, but I can't. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want to say a thing. I don't want to set your expectations at all. Gotcha. You know what I mean? As far yeah. As- who is what, and what's really going on.
0: Okay. Okay. I might have, well, already,
1: I might have already said too much. Well, okay. I, that
0: will stay on the queue then.
1: <laughs> oh, definitely. I I want to hear what you think about this movie.
0: Okay, cool. All uh, right. Level, level up. Level up. So I will uh, start by saying this movie actually showed at, or did I already say this last week? This movie played at, uh, at uh, you did, but the, go ahead. the theater that I work at. It played for one night. And so that piqued my interest. I'm like, okay, well, let's, let's actually see what, what, uh, no one showed up for this movie was all about. Um, <laughs> that good, huh? Yeah. Um, th- this is a, uh, I don't want to get into the whole story on, on the, the company that releases these movies, that there's a whole thing with them. Um, so this movie is a, uh, let's see, British movie, uh, low budget, and guy gets a phone call. Uh, there's something going on in the city. His girlfriend, obnoxious girlfriend, gets kidnapped, and then he is forced to go through this series of games, kind of games, in order to get her back and deliver a package and then do this and do this, and there's other people that are kind of involved in this as well. Very reminiscent of a uh, very good, if not the best episode uh, of uh, Season 3 of Black Mirror where a teenager is forced to go through a series of these little things uh because he had Yeah,
1: there's a whole glut of these kinds of movies yes. in the last couple of years I think. Right?
0: Yeah. So uh, this isn't a very good movie, but I'm not going to trash it because for the obviously low budget, I think this was 400 pounds. So this was a fo- uh, this, this is in pounds here. That was the 400
1: budget. 400
0: pounds. Yeah. That was how much the movie Or
1: 400,000 pounds.
0: Or four hundred, yeah, or four hundred thousand, whatever okay. you want. It's four hundred thousand. We um, made this movie, yeah, for <laughs> yeah. But for what? The, for uh, the obvious low budget, they again they stretched the budget to the limit. I mean, it it definitely for an action movie. There was action set pieces in it. The actors did as good as they could for being kind of non actors. Uh, it it had a pretty good pace going on. But like you said, you've seen this all before. It's wrapped up like you expect it to be wrapped up. Um, obviously if they would have had a way bigger budget, it would have been way better because the budget certainly, you know, it showed, but for what it was, it was a one-off. I didn't hate watching it. I'm like, when it was done, I'm like, all right, 85 minutes done. Like I, I could have told you how this was going to go, but it wasn't like, I hate every character in this movie. I hate everything about this movie. It wasn't that. So for a roulette, that's a positive.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I got you.
0: Um,
1: Sorry, I was just looking up the budget for Last Passenger. It was uh 2.5 million.
0: Oh, nice. Okay, that's not bad. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. Oh, really
1: good. Considering they basically shot in a train Mm -hmm. for the whole movie. Yeah, this one here was good.
0: That was a good movie, man. Good movie. And this one here, we've got a guy running around the city. There's some fisticuffs here and there, and I, I, I think I gave it two stars, and that's probably being generous. I mean, it's I'll never watch it again, but. Again, for a roulette, I'm like, okay, that was – I I would have probably eventually watched that anyway, uh, regardless of roulette, because it did show at our theater, so I was very curious about it. But I don't run out to see it. It's by no means – it's not going to make the top ten worst of the year on roulette, that's for sure, but it's a forgettable movie. Okay. so
1: Well, I still might keep it on there in case I'm watching uh, – I have a week where I'm like, oh, I just watched five horror movies in a row and I need something light and – to read comic books through, then yeah, okay, that is the, that bubble. is this.
0: You won't. I'm I'm. I would be surprised if you'd hate it, but you'll be indifferent. It's an okay. indifferent movie.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've watched worse in uh, this week alone. Okay. Yep. Oh, me
0: too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Against everybody's recommendation, I was like, "Huh? Everybody likes doesn't like this. This is bad, huh? Huh? Yeah, play." <laughs> uh, okay. Um, let's sell each other in the next round of movies. Keep keep trucking here.
0: Okay. You're up, right?
1: Yeah, I'm just yeah. catching my breath. Hold on, I got it. I'm all congested and sick and shit. <sighs> ah, the Good Neighbor from 2016. Two tech-savvy scene... Uh, jeez. Uh, t- <laughs> two tab. Oh, this I, this... I just can't. Oh, it's great. It's falling. <laughs> ah, ah, right out of my seat here. Two tech-savvy teens. Plot to fool a cranky old neighbor into believing his house is haunted but their cruel prank soon takes some unexpected turns sounds a little bit like don't breathe but uh i believe this is starring james can oh really yep that's why i added it okay I could be wrong but you can look into that okay. Now, nah, next up the devil dolls here's your horror pick of the week jackbar uh, yep. uh serial killers <laughs> rampage is fueled by dolls carrying an ancient curse When a detective finds him, he innocently puts his own daughter in danger. That's a stupid sentence. Uh, And lastly, Burn from 2012. I believe this is a documentary, but I didn't look into it. I I, I was going for your safe pick here. Okay. So if it's not a documentary, then hit me up and I'll I'll give you a documentary. I'm doc-heavy right now. Okay. Meet the firefighters of Detroit who battle the nation's highest arson rate in a bid to save their once-thriving city from virtual collapse. Interestingly enough, I just read a series of The Crow uh, that I picked up uh, from IDW Comics. Um, why is that interesting? Because this is a documentary about firefighters in Detroit with the highest arson rate, The Crow. Do you remember the first Crow movie? Oh, yeah. That was set in Detroit. And on All Hallows' Eve, they went around and set a bunch of fires. Oh, So, I don't know what that has to do with anything, the price of tea in China, but uh, I read some Crow comics, and here's a firefighter doc for you. Have fun.
0: Cool. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Got it. Okay. On your roulette this week, first up is a uh, movie called The Wailing, and this is from 2016. Uh, Was made in South Korea. It is a horror thriller fantasy, I guess. Uh, a stranger arrives in a small village and soon after a mysterious sickness starts spreading, a policeman is drawn into the incident and is forced to solve the mystery in order to save his daughter. Uh, this is two hours and 26 minutes. I know it's very, I'm sorry, two hours and 36 minutes. I know it's very, very long, but I have heard nothing but fantastic things about this movie. So, uh, and from reliable, honestly, from reliable sources. Like, this is, I, I don't think I've read one single bad review uh, anywhere about this movie. And it, it's not just horror, horror, horror.com. Slashery <laughs> horror, horror, horror.com. Yeah. Um, okay, next up is uh documentary for The Love of Spock. This is uh the son of actor Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy directs. I'm glad I'm
1: not the only one. That's yes, good. thank yep. you. Yes, here, salute. <laughs> Take a drink. Right ah, Every time you slur, you got a drink.
0: Oh boy, this is going to get Ooh. ugly. In five, four, <laughs> mm-hmm. three. Yeah, <laughs> bring it on. Okay. The, <laughs> the son of saying. actor Leonard Nimoy directs this moving look at his father's portrayal of Spock, the iconic Star Trek character he played for 50 years. This is another one that uh, showed at our theater and to rave reviews as well i of for all of all the movies that i was not able to see there this i'm like ah this was but i didn't i didn't get to see this one so uh but it looks great and uh from what i hear it does get a bit emotional that's what a lot of the people were saying is that it's a very touching uh documentary so i'm not sure if you're up for something like that but anyway there you go and last but uh, maybe not least, but probably uh, Is a movie called Backtrack And that's from 2015 uh, Haunted by Visions of the Dead, psychologist Peter returns home to confront a long ago Trauma, but will the trip exercise Or um, uh, Or something Else, the ghost <laughs> <laughs> Emboldened maybe, yeah, or? yeah, that's the word Yeah <laughs> No, no, I'm guessing. Uh, I'm stupid, and so am I. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, the word. <laughs> uh, that is literally the word. Um, um, but, uh, Adrian Brody and Sam Neill star in this. So ooh, that's yeah, that's I mean, that's a pretty
1: good cast. What's the runtime on that?
0: Uh, hour thirty. And uh, actually, I want to say the uh, the documentary is an hour and forty five or an hour and fifty. So. Uh, You mean, the run times are a little bit longer on these, but I'm pretty happy with those selections.
1: Well, you sold me with the cast on Backtrack. Uh, I mean, the synopsis didn't sell me, but the cast, I really like Adrian Brody and Sam Neill. That's an easy pick for me. I'll take that. For the love of Spock, obviously, any Star Trek doc is going to get thrown on my queue. But I really thought I had... Watched that one already when we were discussing yeah. uh, picks for the week. And <laughs> reason being, because I, I've seen Spock's kid pop up in several of these other documentaries that I've watched in the last couple years. There's just so many frickin' Star Trek. Dogs. I know. I wish they would name them better. but
0: Or have, like, numbers in front of them. Like, this is documentary number 15. Yep. yep. SC12. So, yes. <laughs> now, I've got to say, this, this Wailing movie... If you would throw that my way sometime, there was a good chance I would dive on that two hour thirty five minute uh,
1: bullshit. Are you serious? Because I, I seriously I, thought about it. I'll tell you that. I, not only is it stupid long, it's also Asian and Eugene plus Asian horror ghosty thing. He's right out. Like that's more
0: my area. I know, I know, but but um, with that and this other one that I've been hearing about, Train to Busan. Have you heard Oh, of that? I've heard nothing but good about yeah. that movie. I we can't had, wait to watch yeah, it. We had that one at the theater, too. Didn't see it. Uh Well, of course not. Why would you? <laughs> oh, and everybody loved it. Everyone was like, that is a great movie. I'm like, nope, I wasn't able to see it. Oh, well. <laughs> it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, backtrack for me. Okay, and for me. Uh, uh. Well, there's some roulettes there, but at least there's a, you got a yeah.
1: safe pick. I mean, I,
0: d- I do, but I got to say, I did a little research on these movies and um the director of the Devil Dolls or whatever, he made a movie called Rights of Spring, which I'm pretty sure I've talked about on Movie Freaks already. I, wasn't that a roulette? Uh, Probably. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And that was a good movie. For, oh, yeah. I couldn't remember where you came yeah, out on it. Yes, but. that was for a, one of those Netflix cheapies, I was pretty impressed. And because... That's the only reason I'm taking this, but I am going to take that because it's the same director. So, yep. All right. Devil Dolls for you. Okay. Did you have well, any doubt that I wasn't going to take that? I mean...
1: <laughs> I mean, it, I, it depended on your review of Level Up. If, if you yeah. came out of that and you were like, oh, my God, kill me, then I it was like, maybe he'll go for the safe pick. And then yeah. you would have picked Devil Dolls. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and again, the only reason I'm taking that is... Because of the director, I'm I'm hoping that he has maybe improved a little bit, um, and he could be one to watch. We shall see. Indeed, indeed. Okay,
1: Uh, that's going to do it for the roulette uh, this week. Next episode, it will be Backtrack up against the Devil Dolls. And we will go from there. Okay, let's move into our Disney... Segment for uh, Disney December this month. It is Disney's top animated films, number 20 through number 11. We're doing uh, the top 120 of the animated set. But only 10 this week. And I get to go first again. Yay! <clears throat> and I would like to move through this segment at a fairly brisk pace. I think yeah. everybody has seen these movies. We don't have to spend a lot of time breaking down like, oh, I don't know, number 20 for me. Snow White. Have you? Do, you, do I need to lay down the synopsis for you're, Snow White? You're, you're good. No, yeah. I'm good. Uh, the reason that this made the list is is pretty singular. It's because when I got the Blu-ray version of this, I got it dirt cheap. Somebody had mismarked it, didn't know what they had. I, I mm. seriously got it for a couple of bucks and I was like, ah, what the hell, I'll watch it with the kids, whatever. And... Popped it in and watched it, and I was like, man, this shit is so freaking old, and the colors just pop like crazy. Uh, so, you know, man, I gotta go see how old this was, because I don't even think they had black and white. Mean, everything was black and white back then, right? Yeah. And sure enough, for the most part, it really was. So put yourself in that mindset of everything in the world is black and white, and or, that you watch for TV, cinema, whatever, and then you go to the theater and see this in color. It just had to be like mind It had to be like Avatar or something, you know, yeah. just mind blowing. Uh, I, I, I it doesn't mean I give the movie a ten or something. I I would grade it the same as you did in our emails back and forth. Yeah, I think it was like maybe three out of five or something. But I have a huge amount of respect for it because of it being uh this was their first animated thing, right? Their yes, it was. Animated, yeah. Yep. Yeah, for that and for the color, it's it still just pops like crazy. It's beautiful yeah so Snow White makes the list for me okay number 20
0: 20 for me is 19 or I'm sorry 2009s the Princess and the Frog I've only watched this movie one time uh, it, it didn't for some reason it seems to have gotten kind of lost in the shuffle of Disney movies but uh, before my Disney trip I my wife and I went and watched a ton of Disney movies and this was one of them that we watched and this very much harkens back to the I don't want to say the classic days, but the the late 80s, uh, very early 90s days of Disney with that classic animation. This, I believe, was the last uh, major theatrical release uh, hand-drawn, classic, like hand-drawn animated movie from Disney. I, although I know that they did a, a Winnie the Pooh as well, which was a very good movie. I'm not sure when Winnie the Pooh came out in conjunction with Princess and the Frog, but um, this is, if you like those late 80s, early 90s Disney movies. There's no way you wouldn't like this in my opinion. It's got the songs, it's got the classic princess story, it's funny, it wraps itself up real nice. The animation is gorgeous. Um, it was a very good movie. I was surprised at how much I liked it and it uh it's a lot darker than I was than I was expecting. Like my I don't want to say expecting. It's about voodoo, but it's um for a movie that is, is this rated G? Because it was like, boy, there's a lot of... Yeah, it's rated G, but there's a lot of voodoo, creepy, uh <laughs> ghosty things in the movie. But I, I, I'm i into that, so I liked it. Yeah, so I've heard. Yes. <clears throat> that, not
1: from you, from other people who were like, oh, I went to see a Disney movie and there's voodoo in it. No. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's lots of witchcraft and and witches and witches and witches in every damn in every Disney movie. Yes.
0: Yeah, there is... <laughs> Yeah, so you should ch- you should check this one out. I think that you would probably like it.
1: I will, and I, when I went down the list doing research for this, I, I was surprised how many of these films I haven't seen. It's, but it's mostly been in the last 15, 20 years. You know, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Old. Okay, number 19 for me is from 1977, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Mm. And I never would have expected to like this movie but then it came on netflix and my boys were like poo poo and so we i was like do you need to change your diaper they're like no on <laughs> netflix
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks buddy so <clears throat> i have now sat through this movie multiple 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 times as it is with kids they've yeah. watched over and over and over and it's i right away i it, maybe it's because of the 70s ness of it but i was into it and it's good frickin' movie. It's a little psychedelic, obviously, in its undertones. Yep. But it's still a pretty damn good movie. And I've watched all of the other sequels that have come out since and some of them are varying ranges of good to meh. But this one still holds up and I still kinda like it and I dig the songs. Yep. So, it gets a spot. Number 19 for you.
0: 19 for me is 1999's Tarzan. One of the last of that era of the, uh, The hand drawn stuff. This one here came after some kind of duds, in my opinion, that I I didn't much care for. This one here did a really good job at, at one, the hand drawn animation is gorgeous in this movie, uh, but it was a, like, a lot more action heavy, and that's probably why, why I liked it so much. I haven't seen it in many years, but I recall, uh, liking it, like, way more than, uh, uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame and the, um, the, uh, the Hercules movie. I liked this one a lot more than than those. So
1: no problem. And I, we should stress the caveat that a lot of these movies we probably haven't seen in quite a while. Yeah. there's going to be a nostalgia factor in there that cannot be verified because we have uh, you know I yeah. don't have all day to all that all day. I don't have three weeks to sit around and watch uh fifty freaking Disney animated movies. I'd be so sick of them. I'd, yep. I don't know. I I'd never watch another one again. Tarzan for me was, I think I had to cut uh, about three off my list, and Tarzan was in the 21 to 23 range. It yeah. just didn't quite make the cut. It was right there, though. Uh, number 18 for me is one of those going purely on nostalgia because I have not seen this movie in forever. Uh, that's Sleeping Beauty. Mm. And the reason that it's on there for the nostalgia is because it got real dark And there was crazy thorns growing up over this castle, and this witch turns into a dragon, and the prince fights it, and that's all awesome and everything. But as I recall, that was like the last 15 minutes of the movie. And everything leading up to that was like, yeah, let's go, huh, what, princess sleeping, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I I moved it down just because I haven't
0: seen it in so long. Number 18. 18 for me is The Rescuers and this is the original Rescuers from 19 and it was in the 70s I believe, right? Yes. Uh, uh 1977. Uh, this as you said uh previously with Winnie the Pooh, this just screams 70s. The animation is straight up 70s, uh, but I'll tell you what there has never been a cuter uh girl Little girl character in a Disney movie. She is adorable and just her voice. I'm like, I'm going to cry every time she opens her mouth. It just makes me want to cry because she's this poor orphan girl. And you know, the mouse, the, the little, you just want to hug her and take her away. Yes. And the little mice is that's, that's their mission is to rescue this girl from a big steamboat in the middle of the swamps. And uh, that's a fun movie. I mean, it's, yes, it's dated. They don't make them like that anymore, but I really thought that this was a cool. Cool older style Disney movie. It's like there's there's just different time periods in Disney animation, and this is so this one probably more than any other 70s Disney cartoon encapsulates that era is The Rescuers.
1: I totally understand what you're saying. It's like go Bob Newhart and John Gabor, yes. rescue her. Please save her from the bad people and the alligators and uh, yes. it, 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 <laughs> my first I've said it many times, this is the first movie I remember seeing in theaters. The Rescuers. The Rescuers. We'll get to that later. Okay. Uh, number 17 for me is Hercules. No. Oh. And rewatchability starts coming into play. Okay. <laughs> Do I actually like this movie better than Sleeping Beauty? Not that I recall, but which one would I watch more often? Probably this one, because it's funnier. My wife loves it, so I've watched it recently. Uh, this was one of the first movies I saw in a drive-in theater. Mm. Randomly and it has a just an over the top performance by James Woods and some crazy little demon things and some, again getting dark devilly demony things. You're gonna find on both our lists I think that that's gonna take the higher marks and move it up the list. so I enjoyed that. Hercules 17.
0: Okay, 17 for me is finding Nemo and I everybody knows finding Nemo. Everybody has seen finding Nemo. It is a, in, in the pantheon that is Pixar. I think that finding Nemo is one of the very best at doing everything right. It's got beautiful animation, CGI animation. The voice acting is incredible and it's very touching when it needs to be. Um, I actually recently watched finding Dory as well. And while that one was even more slickly shot and the, The CGI is just incredible in the new one, but the story definitely works better in Finding Nemo, and I think the comedy is a bit better in Finding Nemo as well, but that's that's a beloved modern-day classic for a good reason. I thought that was a very, very good movie.
1: Okay. The only reason it didn't make my list is because my niece was way into it, and I watched it. 12,075 times. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I'm I'm pretty good. Yep. I recognize the quality of that film, but I still always skip the first chapter because uh Disney, I know you got to kill everybody's parents, but in the first 5 minutes, like
0: Oh, I know. It's, it's like so oh, freaking dark.
1: It's so dark. Uh number 16 for me is Mulan. Hmm. Uh this plays into the Oh, man, what do I even call it? Like, I love kung fu movies. I love Asian movies, like the cinema of Asia. I love that shit. And so this plays right into it. Obviously, this is an old tale, uh, from what I understand. Um, You know what I mean? Like, Disney didn't come up with Mulan. This is an ancient, ancient tale. And this is on their list of, oh, we're going to do a live-action remake of this. Bring it on. Dragons and all. Everything. I, I totally dig this movie, especially the female uh, empowerment angles of it. it it's just yeah. wonderful. 16. Move on.
0: Okay. 16 for me is rescuers down under. And this is one that you actually, actually for both of these, you were saying, dude, you got to watch these rescuers movies. And so I had never seen them before. Uh, rescuers down under, I do think improved on the original in that the animation is gorgeous. This movie here, for some reason, got kind of lost uh, in the shuffle because I think it came out right after Little Mermaid and before Lion King and Aladdin. So it was like, it still feels kind of like those movies. Like the animation reminds me quite a bit of uh, Little Mermaid, that style. Uh, but it it the story isn't quite as huge and epic as Lion King, A Little Mermaid, Aladdin. All those movies are just grand and huge. Uh, and Rescuers Down Under is not, it has some, some of the best animated action sequences of any of my top 20 but the story is not as gigantic as, you know, something like even Beauty and the Beast. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. I I'm, I'm trying to see here if this actually got a theatrical release. Cuz I'm pretty sure, sure that, that one of those it
0: was right in the in that time frame like right before Disney really hit their stride with those with their huge movies. It was movies. right
1: in between old school animation new school animation yeah, yeah. It did get a theatrical did 50 million roughly
0: which for a Disney movie is not not so hot
1: <laughs> no it's not i yeah I'm that's fine we'll get there yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> uh number 15 for me is I, I look I honestly I'm just glad that you liked it at yeah. the end of the oh, day yeah if you you liked it yeah great. yeah that's it uh, number 15 for me is The Jungle Book. This is a mm. classic piece of, of animation. I still haven't finished, uh, the John Favreau remake, but hey, not much to say about The Jungle Book. Yet you're talking animals and your dead parents. It's a Disney movie. Over to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Number 15 for me. And this was actually, it's weird how this one here, it was between this one and another one that literally got chopped off of the top 20 list because I couldn't the other ones that I just mentioned, I, the, I wanted those in my top 20. So this one here, this one here, I'm just saying, uh, literally cut off Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So Snow White literally got bumped off the top 20 because of my number 15 choice, because I couldn't decide which one. That's fine. Uh, and that would be Fox and the Hound. Uh, Have you heard of this
1: one? Do you know about this one? Oh, I've seen this movie. The only reason that this one didn't make my top 20 is because it's been so long since I've seen it. I don't remember. I remember liking it. I remember being really, really, really fucking sad at oh, one th- point. there you
0: go. There's yeah. my review. Um, and
1: that's why it didn't quite make my yeah. 120. Like, am I going to watch that again? My gut says no, but I can't yeah. tell you
0: why. I've seen it exactly one time, and that was back in my childhood when my parents took me to see it, but I have such vivid memories of that movie and the fact that I, in the theater, broke down and cried. Like, I'm like, this is the saddest thing ever, and waterworks. But it was... We actually have the uh, the Disney book and so I've read it to my boys numerous times and it just it takes me back and I'm like I have to include that movie even though Snow White is probably not not is no, probably. It nope. is
1: it's a personal list. You can yeah. put on there whatever the hell you want. Don't yeah. worry
0: about that. Well then Fox and the Hound it is. Tears and s- snotty nose and all. That's that's the one. <laughs>
1: Okay, let's keep the waterworks going. Number 14, Monsters, Inc. is actually a great <laughs> comedy that's not sad really, barely at all. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll get into some more sad movies, I'm sure, at some point. But This is one that I, I watched once and I was like, eh, alright, whatever. And then, uh, again, kids come along and a buddy gives you a voodoo code and, well, oh, let's watch that. Alright, and then as it goes with kids and you know... We watch it 57 times in a row, and yeah. I gotta say, this movie is really damn funny. I mean, it is really damn funny. Uh, Billy Crystal and John Goodman, hell of a team up, man. It's, it's, it's just freaking hilarious. I have, it had to be on my uh, list. Nice. I don't know. Not much else to say about that. It's, it.
0: it's good. Yep. Number oh. 14. Okay, 14 for me is 2004's The Incredibles. I wish that it, this could be higher, but there's just so many great movies. Uh, as far as the Pixar movies go, this is... As, actually, if, let, me, let me back up here. As far as superhero movies go, this is one of the best superhero movies ever made. Um, it's To me, it's Fantastic Four, except it's awesome.
1: <laughs> uh, you hit that nail on the head. Okay. Yeah. Dear Fox...
0: Yeah, uh, the do more of this, please.
1: Fantastic Four, but not shitty.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but the the voice acting, the animation. I, it, it, who hasn't seen The Incredibles? And who doesn't like this movie? It's so good. I, have, I We'll get there. Okay. Uh, and And at an hour and fifty five minutes, that's a long animated movie, but it doesn't feel long. It flies by. we'll get there. Okay.
1: Uh, Number 13 for me is one that I honestly thought I would not like. But then again, it's frickin' Pixar, so I'm gonna like it, maybe, or at least it'll just be acceptable. Nope, this is a great movie. Ratatouille. Mmm. I mean, how much fun can you have with a little ratty mouse thing on a guy's head, and he's steering him to make, and it's cooking, it's like, alright, I like cooking shows and all that, but, uh, come on, how funny is this gonna be? Uh turns out it's going to be uh, freaking hilarious. Yeah. And with a lot of heart. Oh, wait. That's just like the Pixar recipe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, and they made food look so good in there. Oh, the food was just like,
1: yeah. Take a bite out of your TV watching this
0: movie. Yes. <laughs> Great movie.
1: <laughs> yep. I agree. Number 13 for you.
0: 13 for me is 1950s Cinderella. Watched this numerous times, and it is still in back in the good old days of like that style of animation. This reminds me a lot of like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, but just a bit more polished. Yep. But you know the story. If you like that story, then you'll like this movie. Uh, it's a classic princess Disney movie. It's got just enough comedy in it with the mice, and uh, it's, it's a good movie.
1: Yep, using the comic book mindset, this would be like the golden age. Yeah. And then moving from the Golden Age to the Silver Age would be my next one, number 12, The Little Mermaid. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Time frames? Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then the Modern Age would be like uh, Rescuers Down Under. Gotcha. The the beginning of the Modern Age. Okay. Little Mermaid, yes. I fully enjoy this movie. I... I really like it. At this point, I'm starting, uh, of growing up, I'm starting to get a little tired of the songs. Just bring them (laughs) down a hair. But there's enough of the darkness with the octopus and the eels and the magic. It's a Disney movie. Gotta have magic. Gotta kill a parent. Gotta... (laughs) You're abandoned on on land. (laughs) Uh, But it's... It's good. Watching it when I'm a little older, I get a little weirded out by some of the extreme kind of sexual undertones in there. It's not just me? It's not just me? Okay. I watched a couple clips of it today like, eh, it's probably just me. And then I watched a couple clips and I was like, hmm, I don't know. (laughs) She's real young. Yep. (laughs) We'll get to Little Mermaid
0: later for me. I'll... (laughs) Yeah.
1: If you look at it from the uh, childlike perspective of innocence, uh, yes, then, it's cute. <laughs> it's still innocent.
0: Yeah. At least for that time. Okay. Number twelve for you. Twelve for me is two thousands. The Emperor's New Groove. Wow. I've... Oh, have I'm you seen surprised. this movie? Oh, once. Hilarious.
1: I... <laughs> <This> <laughs> very divisive. Be, movie I think this too. would be my my Hercules. Like. Okay. For you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we're writing that. I had to put that in there because it's funny.
0: And, and yeah, and the, like the animation isn't the greatest; it still works. But for some reason, the comedy is so good in this, and the voice acting is great. I love the storyline in it. It's uh, it's not all about the songs. This is just about just w- Disney weirdness on screen for an hour and fifteen minutes. And I've watched it actually. This is one that I watched very recently, and I'm like, "Yep, I like that every bit as much as when I watched it the first time." That is a funny, funny movie, and there's a lot of behind-the-scenes drama with that thing. Budgets going way overboard, and people fired, and that was a disaster. But the end product, I thought was great. I thought that was a good movie.
1: Well, maybe I'll give it another shot sometime. I I remember almost nothing about it. I'm pretty sure that I saw it once, but I could be wrong. Okay, number 11 for me in wrapping up this round of Disney's top animated films is Robin Hood. Hmm. I believe this is a little bit of a shorter film, but... Who cares? It's frickin' Robin Hood. Robin Hood is one of those things like Alice in Wonderland. I will see every incarnation that they ever put on the screen. I just have to. Or uh, Peter Pan. I I love these stories. They're iconic to me. I just adore them. And this one is fantastic. The only thing they added was making it all talking animals. Well, it's Disney. Who the hell doesn't like talking animals? Yeah. (laughs) And they made it a fox. So I guess maybe one day we can get the... (laughs) Let's get Lars von Trier to do the live-action remake of Robin Hood, and it will be a fox in the woods and chaos reigns. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. Yeah, (laughs) that might work. Definitely be a darker vision of Robin Hood, but I'm down for that. Yeah. Number 11 for you.
0: Okay, last on uh, this list of Disney for me is 1940s Pinocchio. And, again, what hasn't been said about this movie, it is a classic movie in every sense of the word. I like it. It's cute. I watched it recently, and I, I don't know why, but, like, like some of the other movies that I just talked about, I like better than this. But I, my history with this movie is is uh, bigger. It's this the is darkness,
1: what... isn't it? You love the darkness.
0: Well, and this like movie Paradise gets...
1: Island or, or Paradise – what is it? Paradise Island?
0: Oh, we're uh, – i um... Par- it's All I hurt. heard was Lampwick, there there's a bad guy called Lampwick, and I'm like, ah, that name's cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, but this is actually, I think, one of the first, if not the first animated movie I ever saw in the theater. The, the, obviously on, our, on a re-release, because I'm not like 100 years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was good, and the whale, and the, you know, lying in the nose, and yeah, it's cute. <laughs> yep, I agree. So, there you go.
1: Okay, all done? Yep. Oh, we did good on time. We wrapped up that top ten pretty quick. Hopefully we can do that next time, too. Maybe we can actually get through most of the recently watched that we want to try and attempt to get through tonight. Um, Okay, so there you have it. Disney Top Animated Films, number 20 through number 11. Stay tuned next week while we're due number 10 to number 1. And that's just our personal opinion. If you don't like it, then uh, make up your own top 20 list and send it to us and tell us why we're wrong. Yes. Otherwise, just uh,
0: enjoy Or better yet, start your own podcast and we'll listen to it.
1: Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) That was good. (laughs) Never know. Anything can happen. Yep. Okay, let's move on to Recently Watched. And I've got, uh, as teased last episode, I've got a special one for tonight because I've been watching so many documentaries, so... (laughs) Um, boy, do I want to go back-to-back on these? I'm going to go back-to-back on the first round. Just the first round, because they have a common thread. And that would be Mr. Werner Herzog. Been watching some of his documentaries on Netflix. The first one is Little Dieter Needs to Fly, from 1997. Wow. Okay,
0: I've never even heard of that thing.
1: German-American Dieter Dengler discusses his service as an American naval pilot in the Vietnam War. Dengler also revisits the site, sites of his capture and eventual escape from the hands of the Viet Cong, recreating many events for the camera. Oh, wow. That sounds good. Uh, this was fantastic. Uh, you absolutely need to watch this movie. Okay. Movie documentary. I I don't even know what else to say about it. My breath was taken away through most of this film, just because you got Werner in there uh, commenting on everything, doing the commentary voiceover, and then you've got this wonderful fellow in Dieter Dangler doing, he stars in most of, the, the vast majority of it, just like explaining what happened to him when his ship went down, how it went down. Uh, going back to Vietnam and having Vietnamese people there like bind his hands again and recreate some of the horrors that he went through. And then literally him t- walking you through their escape uh, of this camp, this prison camp
0: where they were tortured. It, it literally plays out like Rambo 2. Wow. It's like a- you know what? I'm going to open up my Netflix right now and add that that I've got to see this it was gripping all the way through. And, and there's just a level of a, of
1: gravitas that is added to a Herzog doc because he's doing the voiceover. He has that certain tenor to his German voice where it's just like, and then Dieter was held down and then beaten while yep. he was taken to this horror and put hundreds of leeches on him every day, while they were escaping and starved to death, it was just like holy shit, man.
0: Man, that was actually a pretty good. Um, All right, yeah, yeah that yeah. was that actually sounds like him.
1: Yeah, it was not practiced one time. Brought to you yeah. by Ivor House.
0: Cheers. <laughs> oh. Now, where would you put this with his other? Uh, with his other movies. Have you, I mean, Man, cause it that, seems like you've seen a pretty, a pretty nice assortment of. I'm, Herzog movies. I'm, now.
1: I'm getting there. I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of at the point now where I'm, I can kind of say I can start, I can kind of start comparing them. Let's put okay. it that way. Because he jumps topics from documentary to documentary so drastically that it's hard to literally say this one is better than that one Yeah, because there's such drastic different topics. Yeah. So I, I don't really want to, make that judgment call yet. As soon as I get done getting through everyone that I can watch on Netflix or whatever, uh, or through, you know, legal free means like crackle or what have you, then maybe I'll start compiling a list, but he has so many documentaries and he's so good at like being efficient and getting out. Okay. I'm going to make three movies this year. Yeah. It's like, Holy shit. Here's three more movies and they're all good.
0: Man. I got to tell you that, that one about the internet was so Good. That was such a great documentary.
1: I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, I I am definitely becoming more and more of a Herzog documentary fan. Uh, Next up, from 1992, also from Werner Herzog, Lessons of Darkness. This film shows the disaster of the Kuwaiti oil fields in flames, with few interviews and no expletatory narrative... Hell itself is presented in such beautiful sights and music that one has to be fascinated by it. I, okay, thank you, IMDb, shit synopsis. Yeah. Um, but basically, it's about the oil fields after the first Kuwaiti war, uh, Iraq Kuwait war, whatever mm-hmm. the hell, where we bombed the shit out of everything and the oil fields are bursting into flames and how they put those uh, oil wells, how they cap those flames of the oil wells and put yep. them out. But. And uh, like the synopsis sells it as it's that, but they spend the majority of the film talking about these vast oil fields. That, I mean, when when I say oil fields, well, for me, when I read that, I I think, okay, there's a, a lot of desert and a couple of wellheads. No, no, they're talking like vast deserts, and then here's a lake, and you're like, wow, that's okay, it's a lake. Yay, I'm flying over it, and there's a house by it, and everything, or a couple of houses, and everything's deserted. That's weird. That's because that lake is not made of water, it's made of oil and it has the same reflective nature as water, so you, it just looks like water, but it's actually fucking oil. Okay. It's a uh, the man, yeah, the houses are all abandoned because a little flame around there and you're all dead. Huh. It is something to behold. And it's almost like a uh Terrence Malick documentary. Okay. Very much about the visual and the audio, but, and you know, Werner does his voiceover, but it's not as much as his later docs. So you spend a lot of time looking at, at this shit, and it's just it's it's mind-bending. Like he'll say, "This, d- Oh, see if I can do it again." Yeah. This is an oil field, an oil lake. It looks like water. See now it sucks.
0: Yeah, um, now that that's not working. <laughs>
1: Sorry, Berner. I love you. Uh,
0: Please narrate my funeral. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, and that should be another documentary that he makes. Like, here we have Attic Mana. It'd be five minutes long. (laughs) But somehow it goes to China. Or it goes to another country. And it explodes. (laughs)
1: Uh, Anyway... Uh, for the bulk of this movie, you're, you're not dealing with shit that's actually on fire. Uh, then you get to, like, the third act, and then they actually show one of these wells that's on fire and how they get in there and repair it, and it is fascinating. For those that don't know, I kind of work in the oil field a bit, uh, just keeping people safe and for safety precaution surveying stuff. That's it. I don't drill oil wells. Don't hate yeah. me liberals. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just all about safety. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was, I have a little bit of information, uh, back end information about this work, and it was fascinating to watch them go in and, and how they deal with one of these things that's on fire that you can't even get within like a hundred feet of or it'll burn your flesh off. Yeah. Another one to absolutely add to the pile. This one had no political influence, in my opinion. I, I, I was expecting a little bit of political leaning and it really didn't feel like it did, which I kind of appreciate in my docs. It was just kind of straightforward. Here's ABC.
0: Yeah. Now, that sounds very similar to several scenes in the fantastic Baraka from, uh, I'm not sure when Baraka came out, but one of the, the most amazing things I've ever seen is Baraka
1: that yeah. would be another one. That would uh, be a good comparison.
0: Okay. Like I said,
1: the Terrence Malick thing, very similar to that too. But it's very focused. Folk- it doesn't shift um, topics like Baraka did. Like yeah. it's like fifteen minutes here, fifteen minutes there, fifteen minutes uh, jungle, ocean, what desert, whatever. Yeah. This is just focused on the oil fields of Kuwait. But it was never boring, uh, the way that Baraka is, where it's like even though we're just this is a, a huge slow pan of the same shot for. Eight minutes. Never bored. Totally into it. Yeah. I would love to hear your thoughts on it. I think now, you'd like it.
0: Oh, I, these sound so good. I, I've got to watch these. Now, I had, in, on a previous episode, we talked about Encounters at the End of the World, which I did enjoy. Uh, my one major gripe with that was the very dated, almost, feel of the of the uh, cameras that they used. Is this shot on film? Are, are both of these shot on film? Could you tell? Or were they video?
1: Uh, I mean, with Little Dieter Needs to Fly, it didn't matter, because it yeah. was supposed to be... I'm, I'm, I have the mindset of Vietnam, so I wanted it to look grainy and very 16mm. Yeah. In, in that respect, it did. I would say that Lessons of Darkness, which was made in 92 instead of 97, uh, looked way more HD. Okay. And way more cinematic. Okay. As sure. to the actual quality of the HD, I watch them in my office, so I don't know. When I'm mm-hmm. watching Docs, I'm like, I don't give a shit if it's, yeah. you know, unless it's Baraka Super HD or something, then I don't, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. Okay. Okay. I've now blathered on for 15 minutes on two movies, so you can do oh, three no. or five or whatever the hell you oh, want. No, to no, no.
0: Um, okay, so uh, <laughs> let's just go ahead. This is this is such a an abrupt. Shift on what you were talking about. This is like the, the, in another galaxy, what I'm going to be talking about here.
1: Star Wars.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, no, no. But it does, but it does deal with aliens. So kind of, not really. Uh, 1985's Evils of the Night. Uh, Vinegar Syndrome was, uh, blessed us all with releasing, uh, several new Blu-rays. Of, I like that you said,
1: blessed us all like he's, like a sneeze. Yes,
0: yes. Like I'm almost apologize to us all by unleashing these uh, new spat of Blu-rays of uh, I'd say little seen or never seen uh, grindhousey movies, and this is one of them. Uh, it, in my opening monologue, this was one of those movies that I was talking about. Um, David Carradine and Aldo Ray star in a movie about uh, really cheesy looking eighties. Uh, actors that are aliens that come to Earth in a, uh, plastic trash can looking thing. <laughs> what was the title again? Evils of the Night. Mm.
1: Uh,
0: this is the one on the cover. Uh, there's a, like, literally plagiarism is at work. Like, there's a Millennium Falcon basically on the cover of this, of this movie. There is. And, <laughs> like, and, and a pretty much almost naked woman. I'm like, okay, that's something. Um, <laughs> the, the director's name is Muhammad. Uh, Rustam or Rustam or something. But, um,
1: it's, anyway. It, is this the 80s version of a uh, porn version of Star Wars where it's just
0: like, porn, oh, no. Porn
1: wars or something. No,
0: but it's, I mean, the first, the first, I mean, probably 45 minutes of it is nothing but, uh, really bad 80s actors and porn stars, like legit porn stars, uh, sitting around a lake that no one would ever be caught dead sitting around in like in their bathing suits like you you're like no one would ever sit around this lake for enjoyment (laughs) you know what i mean like it's like that
1: that 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 pond in the wraith where they're like this is where all the kids go to hang out and it's like it's just it's just rocks and you all look cold
0: yeah it's a yeah exactly it's it's a lake in the middle of ugly scenery and it looks like everybody's cold yeah (laughs) Um, so yeah, there's a lot of sexual shenanigans and then, um, these really cheesy looking alien things, uh, including David Carradine, uh, are kidnapping. Spoiler. Damn. Yeah, I know. But I, I'm going to spoil the hell out of this oh, movie. <laughs> oh, and by the way, Aldo Ray, that's a brother, cousin, father, someone to Fred Olin Ray. So they're in the same gene pool right there. Uh, you know, Fred Olin. We've had this discussion. Fred Olin Ray. Yes.
1: Oh yeah, I'm well aware of what's going on. Oh, okay, right okay, I'm, I just, I wasn't I'm, sure if I'm I'm waiting lost, for yeah. the crickets to calm down. They're yeah, okay. all applauding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, one thing leads to another, and they're off. They're out for blood platelets from uh, bad actors, uh, and uh, they're most of the last part of the movie takes place in a <laughs> a uh, in, in a car garage, like in a like mechanic's garage. Uh, people yelling at each other, and then the movie ends, and it's. Awful, but yet I somehow really thought like that was pretty good. <laughs> oh um, my god. You, it's... you really
1: you really are an idiot. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Pause. Pause. I wanna borrow this movie.
0: <laughs> it's okay. Back it's, in. It's one It's one of those where if you if you're watching it, you're gonna be kind of like just kind of continually turning around like hopefully no one's in the room because <laughs> this is my there's credibility a, as a movie freak will be forever judged based oh no, on this. It's, it's, there's a lot of skin. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> See what you're going for there, Mr. Muhammad Rustam and Olin Ray or Aldo Ray. and Yeah. The, okay, anyway. The, um, the, Olin,
1: the Olin Ray uh, nephew was in the director's ear the whole time going,
0: more nudity. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's something. Okay. <laughs> um,
1: Next, go ahead.
0: Oh boy, I just feel like a scumbag talking about awful, worthless shit while you're talk- talking about like important, oh, important things. That's all right. Um Okay, so Probably. let's get into Count Dracula's great love. Uh, <laughs> I have um, blood.
1: Okay, next.
0: Great. <laughs> this is now. This is another one from uh, from Vinegar Syndrome in 1973, and I'm happy to say that this one here. Um, Yes, it's still shitty, but it's got that 70s feel that's really cool and very gothic and very, we're going to knock off Hammer. That's This is literally, okay, what is Hammer doing that works? Okay, let's do that, but let's throw a ton of nudity and violence into it, because they are not as much. So let's do that. All right, and it works for an hour and 20 minutes. It's Dracula and... Buck some blondes, and they're biting each other, and then it has a really cheesy ending that I loved, and then roll credits, and I'm like, yep, happy. All right. Uh, (laughs) Well, let me just say, you are an
1: idiot. Okay. God, I want to borrow this movie. Okay, back in. Okay. Count Dracula's Um, Great Love. Yeah. yeah. yeah
0: um and fog machines there's 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 fog machines in there somewhere too i i did watch an interview on the blu-ray of one of the one of the actresses and she was like she kept on saying how cold it was and she was like you know and they're like wow how did you get through that because everybody runs around in lingerie the whole movie and i'm like uh <laughs> anyway ah the shit i watch oh okay. that's great no, that's I'm, great i'm down for it all right i'm <laughs> back to you
1: Oh, now I gotta be all serious again. Okay, let's bring it back to serious <laughs> land. Let's get more documentaries wrapped up. Shit, what are we at eleven? Ah, damn it! I still have time for this. Shit, I'm hoping to <laughs> be out of time and I could be like, uh, uh, well, we ain't got time for this serious shit, but apparently we do.
0: Oh no, it, it's good. It's it's a kind of a come down. We can get more serious now. Okay, sober up uh, so a little bit.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why?
0: Oh, because I've got to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got to. <a, laughs> I've got more swill to throw your way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I'll try not to waste too much time here. Uh, first up, <clears throat> Whitey, the United States of America versus James J. Bulger. Uh, this documentary was a if if you've watched The Departed or Black Mass. Hmm. Either both. Departed, which, Depart-
0: not Black Mass, but the, okay, d- yeah.
1: The departed, um, Jack Nicholson's character was kind of based on James J. Bulger in Boston. Boston, uh, how would you even put it? I don't want to say crime lord, but I, I don't, do I want to say mob boss? Not really, kind of ga- just gangster kind of shit going on. His character was based on that guy. Same with Johnny Depp in Blass, Black Mass. A little more with Johnny Depp on Black Mass. Okay. Well, at least Black Mass was a little more uh, accurate, I, I, w- I guess I would say to it. But uh, between the two movies, departed and Black Mass, I've become—it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, now I'm kind of obsessed with you, like the fucking Titanic. Yep. You'll see in a couple <laughs> weeks when that review comes up. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, whenever these topic comes up, uh, uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> fucking drink. <laughs> We're slurring. Ooh. We're slurring. It's time to drink.
0: Neptune, Colorado, Klontarf.
1: <laughs> yep, Klontarf. But whenever these topics come up of this Goodfellas type shit, especially from the '70s right up through the early '90s, and we, we talked about this before, and I'm only refreshing it because in case anybody hasn't heard before, uh, I maintain that the uh, Goodfellas, Godfathers, and and uh, the, all of the gangster. Italian-type shit is fantastic from the 70s, 80s, right up until you get to the late, mid-late 80s to the 90s when surveillance catches up with everybody and all of a sudden, everything sucks. Yeah. This would be the story, except it's coming from Boston and Providence, Rhode Island, and and that whole New England kind of area instead of... um Where was it with the Goodfellas? New York? That was New York.
0: Yeah. This sounds great, by the way.
1: This... This documentary is a little bit dry. I'm not going to recommend this one highly to you unless you're obsessed with this particular story of this person. Okay. I am I, to the point where I'm listening to uh, podcasts now where they're—that's all they're doing—is talking about this era. And okay. So, uh, and, and not only era, but this area. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So. I'm into the whitey shit, the whitey James J. Bolger. If you're not, that's fine. It's not a big deal. This one, I'm not like super recommending because it's very dry. Okay. One more documentary and then I'm fricking done with documentaries for the night. And that is, uh, sour grapes. As I've said before, in the previous episodes, I have to watch any documentary that's about wine or booze or whatever. I can't imagine why. So this one was not what I was expecting. I was expecting, like, uh, oh, it's, I mean, the Netflix synopsis was kind of like, here's a guy that maybe made some fake wines, possibly, and sold them to a couple of people. Or, the reality of it, he's sold $35-50 million worth of fake wine to a whole lot of fucking idiots. Whoa, okay. Who will drink any sort of swilly bullshit and... He was just so damn charming that even though they, it was proven that he, uh, ripped them off, they're like, eh, I still kind of like him. Wow. Uh, this sour grapes documentary, you definitely need to add to your cue and definitely watch this one. This one was fascinating and it was edited, edited together very, very well. Like uh, up until the point where, until it got to the third act, I was like, I don't know where we're going with this. I'm not sure how this is going to turn out. I don't want to completely spoil it for you. I might have a little bit, but I don't. You could see it coming. Yeah. Um. Well, a little bit. You don't see the full depth of the depravity that is (laughs) right in front of you. Much the way the same way that these uh, uh, uber-rich people are like, oh, ultra-expensive wine. Here's money. Let me just shower you with money. Yeah. Just take so away all, all of it.
0: Is, so is the guy, like, does he have any, like, good character qualities? <laughs> He's charming as hell. Uh, There's okay. a lot of undercover
1: video of him. He's charming as hell. Just watch it. It's great. It's a great documentary. I love okay. it. This was even... Like the little theater needs to fly, that was great on an emotional level for a historical document and yada yada. Same with Lessons of Darkness. The Sour Grapes one was just personally satisfying, especially <laughs> the way that it all ended up. It's like, yeah, fuck you, asshole. Yeah. I,
0: <laughs> nice.
1: I mean, everybody involved, not even just the criminals, uh, the, the people yeah. that were defending him. I, whatever. I don't want to spoil anything. Just, it's one to watch. It's great. You will, you will definitely like that documentary.
0: Nice. Okay. Wow, that's like four documentaries that yeah. I want to. I would like to see all of them.
1: Yeah, the whitey one you probably fall asleep, but other than that, the the other three you should watch. Okay. Over to you.
0: Okay. I'm probably done um, for this episode. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm oh. just gonna call it now. I'm oh. probably done.
0: Oh we've got some we've got a little ways to go yet. This is oh, you can do two, three, five, go go for
1: <laughs> it.
0: You got twenty minutes. Knock yourself out. Okay. okay, so let's uh, let's get this one here out of the way. Uh, in two thousands Jack Frost Part two Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman. Hence my beginning monologue thing. So this movie is about a killer snowman. That's a mutant, mutant, and he kills people at Killer. yes Christmas time. So it's it's a Christmas movie. It's feel good. Um I'm happy. Go yeah. on. <laughs> so it's funny what, what um, and I actually kind of sort of gave this movie a passing grade. It's awful, uh, awful, but it's like it's right before it's it's almost like it's still in the VHS days or like the DVD is starting to take over, but it's still kind of in that VHS days to where it's like sci-fi channel has not become a big thing yet. And this is a sci-fi original type type movie, but it's like, like it's the big, it's like I'm watching the beginnings of the sci-fi channel here at work. (laughs) So it's like Uh uh, I've got shitty acting and worse effects and jokes that aren't funny yet. Somehow I'm watching the whole thing. Uh, and kind of liking it. And this is the second time I've watched this movie. Like, so three hours of my life ha- now have been devoted to Jack Frost Part 2. And it, I'm like, yeah, it's. I'll probably watch it again. Said um, no one ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, except Did you watch the, uh, the, I mean,
1: the, first, the first Jack Frost?
0: Uh, uh, yes. actually, actually, it's heading my way comes of Vinegar Syndrome, Blu ray. Oh, <laughs> If we learned anything this episode, is yeah. that vinegar syndrome, eh, <laughs> shitty movies. Well, I, and I watched this one for free on Amazon Prime, and I'm like, oh, hey, the first the first one's on Amazon Prime as well, or I could buy the Blu-ray. <laughs> Go on. Okay, so um, I should have that review up next uh, next episode uh, uh-huh. for, for for Jack Frost, and, and usually the first one's better, so I'm expecting. A lot more quality filmmaking in my Killer Mutant snowman. Wasn't Michael Keaton in a Jack Frost movie of that's, some sort? Yeah, that's the other one. That's the one. Oh, that, yeah, where that was he the dies. sappy, happy one. Yes, this is the. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, should we keep on with the yep. shitty, shitty no yep. budget review? Mo- yeah. um, let's see here. Just check them oh. off, man. Because <laughs> oh, they're they're bad. Yeah. Um. So Jack Frost Two done. Um, let uh, me just verify
1: that title, by the way. That was Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman.
0: Yes. Snowman. Okay. Yes. Snowman. Although it could be Snowman because he does have babies in it, which are little snowballs. Um, so, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, um, Go on. and by the way, by the way, the way they kill the little babies and Jack Frost himself is with, uh, a daiquiri alcohol beverage type thing that they throw at them and that makes them melt. Because there's somehow someone from the first one, their blood was infused. Inf- Go on. <laughs> infused with, with, like, when he, when Jack Frost melted, I, now again, I haven't watched the first one in a while, but somehow the guy from the first one, he, his blood got, got on Jack Frost and that made him melt with, Uh, Something in, ugh, this is a, this is kind of almost turning epic, like, this is a big, like, a saga type thing that's going on now. Um, anyway, um, yep. Oh, and CG, they actually used a little bit of CGI in that movie. Uh, and this is made in 2000, so the CGI is like that. Just take, take the beginnings of CGI in movies and then, like, make it so that it's, it's nothing, but it's like, it's like, (laughs) Something that someone did on a Commodore 64, maybe, um, and blew the computer up, I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> next movie. Okay. Well, that, just nonsense. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh Next up is, I'm going to, because I binge watch this, because that's how I do with TV shows. Oh, shit! I, I thought you were off TV shows. Now you're back on. What's going on? Oh, I, I couldn't help myself. It's so good. Um, I could not help but watch Westworld season Oh, okay.
1: One. I accept that. That's all right. Yes.
0: This is I I had to talk about this movie or this show a little bit. Um and I guess, you know, this does tie in I I don't want to give any spoilers on the show about this season uh because it does kind of sort of tie in in my own op- opinion it kind of ties in with the Michael Crichton movie from the 70s, but you have to watch the the show to to get it. Um but this is right up there with Game of Thrones level uh, quality television and even I've heard
1: that before. And I, some people have speculated that this is they're grooming. This as to be the next uh game of Thrones. Cause they're going to wrap up game of Thrones and yeah. then it's going to be not just Westworld. It's going to be like season two sci-fi world or season three. Uh, yeah. Fucking kangaroo world.
0: I don't, yeah, I, but... I don't want to give anything away, but yes, it, this is, this feels like, this does feel like the next game of Thrones and I'm not, I don't know how many more seasons game of Thrones is going to go yet. Um I think they're winding
1: down. I think there is a deadline on that as far as like, we're going to get to this point because they've already passed the books. And yes. so, and he's like barely keeping ahead of the show or something. And it's sort of like Martin's yeah. like, I'm done. Like, let's just
0: put a yeah. nail in this coffin. Uh, but this is, I, I can't wait. Like I, I tried. I tried so hard to just do one episode a day, uh, but then I'd get into two episodes a day. Uh, it's so amazing. Um, you know, after the last episode ended, there's – as with any really good TV show, uh, they leave you hanging and they leave some things unanswered. And so the – like right after the last the last episode, I'm like, ah, but the, like come on. You could have explained this and this and this and this and this a little bit better but then you realize no 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 they're starting to paint a larger picture here and these things will be answered just just wait until season 2 but it is if there ever was a tv show that would be made for you oh this I, is I, it i mean on. please they said we're going to make a westworld tv show. i
1: was like i'm in i'm in whatever yeah. the hell I, yeah it was a shitty 70s movie i'm sci-fi i'm in let's yeah. go
0: It's, it's so cool. And there's just the slightest of nods to the original movie. And I'm not gonna, I don't want to give them away. You just have to watch it to appreciate it. But uh, it is a lot uh, heavier than I thought it would be. Much like Game of Thrones. I thought Game of Thrones was going to be nothing but just, and it is just murder, murder, murder. murder. But it's like, there's like, uh, there's some really emotional, very emotional moments in that. And same with this show. It's like, wow, this is They're going places that I did not think they were going to go in this type of setting. Very much uh, AI robots becoming self-aware, kind of, and the ramifications of that, and it is phenomenal. The budget is on screen as well, and I love that. And and they made Thor's brother a pretty good actor, so there you go. (laughs) Wait, Um, what? Yeah, not not uh, not hold on, hold uh, on. one of the Hemsworths. Uh, it's not the younger one. It's the oh, older oh, oh. one. Oh, sorry. Yeah,
1: you said Thor's brother. I was like, well, that dude's a great actor.
0: <laughs> I, I was I was thinking of Loki. Oh no no not <laughs> Loki. No 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 not like, not, Loki, not Loki. Tom Hiddleston. No 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 no. no. <sighs> it's it's another Hemsworth guy. Uh, one of the lesser Thors. Yes yes. It's 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 kind of like the Estevez crew. It's like there's Emilio, <laughs> and then there's Joe down here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> regaining composure. Back to you. <sighs> it's like the <laughs> Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm done. No <laughs> I'm no <sighs> another review? You really want one more from me? I can no. give you one more. That's it. Okay. Uh, Animal House. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, well, it popped on Netflix, so I'm, I'm give it watch number two. And I didn't enjoy it as much as the first time. It's still a very funny movie. It's just so kind of dated, especially in the rapey sense, like... Oh really? Isn't it, isn't it funny that I'm climbing a ladder to peeping Tom inside somebody's house, and isn't it funny that I'm plying very young girls with drinks so that I can rate? Right, yeah, oh wow! Physically insert myself inside of them, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, take them up to viewpoint point where I can <laughs> hey. Handjobby? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Wasn't that with a
0: glove? Didn't she have a, like a, a rubber yeah, glove on? Yeah, and, there was nah. a couple of
1: couple of scenes of that. It's very awkward. The First time I watched it was probably like, uh, I mean, it's amazing how much we've changed in like a decade or or two. You know, yeah. it's just at the time I was, oh, hey, I, I got it. That's funny, and oh, I'm a
0: pimple. Pop me, Bluto. Boop boop boop. boop, boop yeah. Fight, we. Is this the, thank you, sir, may I have another smack? Thank you, sir, may I have another... Okay. Yeah, Yeah. Kevin Bacon. And
1: and then you get a little older, and you read between the lines of the subtext, and you're like... A lot of rapey shit going on in that movie.
0: Donald Sutherland's ass, if I remember correctly. And why do I remember that, of all things in the movie, as Donald... That would be because you're gay. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Uh, actually, uh, least offensive part of the movie. Least offensive part of the <laughs> <Yeah>. movie. <laughs> oh. oh, that's great. Nothing with Donald Sutherland. Drink. <laughs> yep. Drink. Right.
0: Oh wow! Yeah. This 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 has literally just become just us drinking and. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Yeah, the drinking game.
0: Oh, and now I have that vivid picture in my mind of, of Sutherland. Like, doesn't he reach up for some food on a pantry? He's got like a shirt on, and I'm like, oh, now his cracks hanging out, and
1: literally he just the t- the sex most with forgettable a- scene of the movie. And you're into it, but <laughs> Go I'm over on. there. I'm over in the corner going, Marion Ravenwood. She's wearing a man's shirt. That's kind of hot with yeah. no panties. Something maybe, <laughs> and you're like Sutherland. Sutherland. Reach for,
0: reach for reach, that bowl. Reach for that top shelf, baby. <laughs> reach for. <it. laughs> oh wow, where uh, has this episode gone? Um, okay, straight to hell. We yeah. still have five more minutes. So. Yeah,
1: good. Yeah, uh, are you happy you asked for that last review?
0: That's a life decision that I really regret.
1: <laughs> and uh, yes, yeah, here we are. Here okay. we are. Um, um. Oh, I'm first up, so
0: that, one more for you. Okay, last for me is, let's just get this out of the way, uh, Lights Out. I watched that movie. Uh, it's a recent uh, movie. You own
1: that movie, don't you?
0: Yeah. It was on Black Friday one. sale for six bucks. I'm like, okay, I'll watch it and, it's, and maybe enjoy it. And for what it was, for what I paid for it, it's scary, but in the loud, abrupt noises in your face, scary but i do appreciate the fact that it is extremely fast paced so it's like they cut out pretty much all character development it's basically here's a couple people someone died and oh here's a ghost and here's jump scares for an hour done the, the end and it's it for what it is i'm like okay you knew you were fairly you had really no story to begin with so let's just make it scary and for that i'm like it gets a pass i like, i was scared uh, well, uh, I was I was alarmed numerous times, um, but I can't
1: uh, I can't bust your ball on that if that's your view. I mean, that's wow Not, because it, it it sold itself as jump scare the movie.
0: Yeah, and that's what it is. It's literally it's it's well shot. It's creepy. It's forgettable, but it's like it. Yeah, it got me. There was numerous parts where I'm like, that that scared me. That was a good jump scare. The story, I I literally it's I something about a ghost. I don't Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Literally, who cares? It, it It. was... Yeah, but, like, the acting was pretty decent. In fact, um, the girl in it, Teresa Palmer... Oh, I know uh, her. Yeah, she's pretty good. Like, she was in Sorcerer's Apprentice. I am number four. But anyway, the, it's... Oh, you want to well, go on. Carry on. No, no, I actually wanted to say, I have that on my voodoo, and you should give it a watch, I think. Really? Uh, it's, I It's 75 minutes long, And the the demony ghosty thing is uh, genuinely creepy looking. It's it was way better than I thought it would be, and that's saying something because I thought for six bucks I'll probably. Here I'm talking about throwing money away. Okay, I'm done. Oh man, yeah.
1: Doing so well, and then yeah, but yeah. Then I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I'm like,
0: wait a minute. I'm talking about literally, literally, like this is gonna be shitty. So here's six dollars for that. (laughs) I'm done. Good. Yep. Clontarf. I can't.
1: <laughs> okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, as always, you can get a hold of us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com, facebook.com, moviefreakspod, and on the Twitter, moviefreakspod. Yay! Uh, I'm
0: Eric Warner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. See you next week. Bye. Bye.